Welcome to Expressions, the podcast, everybody. This is episode 19, and we've got a very special guest this week. It's Daniel Caruso. Daniel runs a leather company called Adventure Dog Leashes. Very excited. I'm very excited to have you here, Daniel, because I know you, and I, I love your work, and I love your passion, and we've talked so many times about uh, the things that you do, and this is such a cool twist in your career that yeah, as soon as you different. told me a little a lot different and as soon as you told me about this i thought yeah we've got it we've got to talk to you about this on the show thank and what's you, even cooler you. is aurora knows you too because we all worked together in yes. Henry's. so aurora how have <laughs> little you been mini reunion yeah i know right <laughs> yeah i've been i've been doing great i've had a very busy week at work um as well as a very busy creative couple days um it's been it's been awesome i i went to gray pine studio which uh, someone also we know uh emily um she opened a studio in barry and she had a content day i went with one of my best friends um who's also been on the show elisa if you want to check out that episode, you can go back to season one for that. Um, but it was a super awesome day. Met with a lot of cool photographers and models um, and took a lot of content uh, for portfolio, social media, that kind of thing. It was just cool to connect with people um, and do some creative stuff again. And then today I had a shoot um, for interior photography and corporate photography uh, with a therapy, a therapy clinic. So uh it's a big project in the works um that i'm working on right now i'm super excited to do shooting like this again it's it's uh been a slower time for me during covid and it's nice that everything's picking up again and I'm, yeah pretty much know. every week that we do one of these shows we have that conversation hey what's new for the week and we all go into like those little things that have been changes but finally in our world we're we're dealing with bigger changes we're dealing with uh, getting out there and, and experiencing life again. So it's really great to yep. hear that you're, you're getting yourself back into that groove and it's comfortable for you. So yeah. great. Good for you. Yeah. A lot of fun. Awesome. <laughs> I okay. actually just launched a camera club. Like yeah. yesterday. Oh, awesome, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the, um, through your lens, virtual photo club launched and it's a free club that we're running through Facebook and I've got so many people who've joined. I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, people that were I was That's partners great. with when I was yeah. in the studio People I don't know, friends from Henry's. I mean, it's just, it's been a lot of fun. So uh, I'm really looking forward to what that comes into, you know, uh, so that'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. But Daniel, talk about change. <laughs> like, I'm going to, I'm going to quickly say what Aurora and I know about you, which, yeah. you know, in the time that we've worked with you, you've been in video, you've been in photo. Uh, your background is so creative with visual arts. Yeah. And then you tell us. All of a sudden, I'm going to make things out of leather. And, of <laughs> yeah. course, it all started from your dog, Mio, with uh, yeah. making leashes and stuff. And I know you're going to talk about that. But then yeah. you made me that little thing for my keychain, and I still love that. <laughs> yeah, <And> good. <laughs> just It's progressed so quickly for you. So why don't I shut up for a second? Sure. I'm going to throw it to you, Daniel. And maybe you can give us an idea of uh, what where this passion came from for leather work and uh, what you're hoping to get from it, just like to get into that initially. Yeah, sure. So um, it kind of goes a little way back um, before my dog Mio. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, when you do something, you kind of like plant a seed in a, or an interest in your in your lifestyle or something that you enjoy. Um, but you don't really revisit it until like many years later sometimes, right? 
Um, I've always really been into leather stuff, um, whether it was like, uh, you know, little cases or uh, like wallets, belts. Um, I bought my first item. It was like a very first like iPad uh, uh, case when the first iPad came out. And uh, a guy by the name of Dave, um, he runs a very big uh, leather company called Saddleback Leather. And he had this really cool case. Uh, I should have brought it here. Um, uh, and it just looks so... Um, just, just so like old, something like a, an explorer would use, right? And I just thought it was so cool, um, like the big stitching on it and uh, just the way it looked, the leather that he used. Is that um, the big bag that you carry every day that you're talking No, about? this is just like a folio. Um, oh, you'd, okay. You'd slip your iPad in and it had a cover on it uh, and then two straps just slipped into the back. Um, but it just it just looks so neat. I've never, I never saw anything like that before. Um, and after that, I looked at his website and I was just kind of hooked on kind of all of his designs and just, uh, I don't know, just leather items uh, as a whole. Um, so after that, I just kind of accumulated some stuff over the years. Um, some of it wasn't super cheap. So, you know, like, you know, you get a new job, you kind of justify it as, okay, well, I can use this bag to go to and from work or whatever. Um, so, so, yeah, I just accumulated some stuff. And then, you know, I was still shooting, uh, you know, photography at the time. So leather items kind of went hand in hand, you know, taking, you know, nicer bags to weddings and, um, you know, my, my straps that I used, um, you know, hold fast straps. So they were, they were leather. Um, so just kind of enjoyed, you know, that theme of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, as, as I, as I got my dog, I naturally, you know, wanted uh, some nicer stuff for him, uh, like collar and, and leash and stuff. Um, hard, it was hard to find um, that, that style of, of leather. Um, so yeah, so I ended up making, making my own stuff and, um, it wasn't until I started kind of slowing down with my, um, my photography, um, that I started thinking, you know, kind of what, what else is, what am I passionate about? What else am I going to, you know, kind of do with my time? Um, and, and I, I started, uh, picking up that a little bit. Slowing down with your photography. Now you're somebody who I remember, you know, you shot weddings you were busy yeah, a long a time lot. long time yeah yeah i had a good few years yeah it was a few years myself and then um like working with other studios um and yeah it was just you know the wedding the wedding grind is very very taxing i suppose <laughs> on the stress levels yeah actually <laughs> you know, aurora and i were just talking about this before yeah. we started recording how you know we don't enjoy doing those things either like we love shooting it's a crazy day yeah <sighs> it's kind of like you know it's, it's a high high um reward for sure like we know when you get those images that you had like 15 minutes to, to create and then you look back at them and it, it looks like you had so much time to do them uh and you know the couple loves them and they have those memories yeah that's it's it's a really big high reward for sure um but for myself um like i'm i'm a homebody like i like me and my workshop now is like is like just perfect and that's like a big uh a big thing that i i i like about it um so i just kind of Kind of fell out of love with with running around to different locations and that sort of thing i'm glad you say you fell out of love with the locations because in my brain i would be like i fell out of love with the people yeah. <laughs> dealing, <laughs> dealing with the the dynamic yeah. all the time and, and it's such a different dynamic too uh, to work in your yeah. shop you have yeah. predictability you have comfort you can do your own thing you can flex your creative might yeah. and not have to worry yeah. about somebody saying you know i don't like that because it's the wrong color or yeah and you, you both know, um, you know, for anybody watching who's, you know, either shot photos or, or anything, even on your phone, you know, the time to do wedding photography is midday sun. 
you know, and you kind of just show up wherever and it's, it's not the best time to take photos. So you're definitely trying to, you know, make something amazing out of very little. So uh, what do you say? Brides don't actually plan their wedding around when the photos will look good. <laughs> is, is that what you, you know, a, a few of them do. Yes. A lot of them do, but no, the, the, the general day that is, you know, structured, you know, in, at least in our area. Yeah. You don't have the time in the evening, but. Yeah, it's true because yeah. fall is usually best. And of course it's dark by yeah. 4 PM or something. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> now the transition from uh, how things slowed down for you, because I know yeah. things slowed down for you more on purpose than, yeah. you know, because people didn't want to hire you. Uh, you you yeah. made the conscious decision to make, to make that change. So right. why, what about that world didn't make you happy? Cause I know like even working at Henry's, you stopped doing that because uh, you wanted to go back and just work for yourself, yeah. put the time and, and effort into what you can create. But how yeah. did that make you feel like, did you feel like you lost something when you stopped shooting the weddings and all that? Did you feel like you were missing or did you well, just see that as a good transition? Yeah, not entirely. I was, I guess because I found something I, I, I really enjoyed and was ready to go and, uh, you know, like I, anytime you kind of start something new, it's it's new you're like exploratory and it's like it's everything is so awesome right like it's 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 a fun stage for sure um mm -hmm. but yeah like i guess because of covid i had a really easy transition because um me kind of finishing up my my last weddings almost took two years because uh i was ready to call 2019 my last year uh and then 2019 rolled over into 2020 and then some of them um you know moved over to the next year so I was like hanging on to a lot of uh, a lot of shoots, you know, um, that I that I had to commit to. Um, so yeah, so it was a kind of an easier transition, um, but um, yeah, and then the leather stuff was really, you know, about a year ago or so now. So um, very easy transition, yeah. And I think like once you once you know kind of what you want to spend all your time on, you know, it's a, it's a lot easier to to kind of like move on and move on to something else. And plus with, with, with everything nowadays, like any, everything you do, if it's for yourself, we all have to create content, right? Whether we like it or not. So like, you know, definitely the, the photography still lives on just in a different, different form. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's awesome. And it's great that you can apply the skills that you had from photography and the video work yeah. to what you're doing now. Like everything's all about content creation, social media, and marketing yourself through social media. Now you have your own business. You can do that. You have all yeah. those skills. So it's still, it's still very applicable. Um, and it's also interesting that you said that COVID kind of allowed you to, to make this transition. Um, mm -hmm. I know that quite a few people we've talked to uh, branched into different kind of, uh, you know, avenues of creation during COVID because it allowed them to, you know, take a step back and experiment into yeah, a different sure. field. And I yeah. think that's really awesome that uh, you did it the same way. It's also, you know, like starting a business on your own can be a bit of a risk, but it's uh, kudos to you for like, you know, going and jumping into it and uh the work that i've seen it's 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 really amazing so yeah th um, thanks for it's yeah, it, it's funny because like i <laughs> yeah thank you i i mean i've started and stopped stuff and they've all kind of you know they've all kind of been you know done pretty well for myself um mm -hmm. they were they were you know um you know decent ventures um but i i tend to kind of skip along in my life 
Um, so yeah, it was, you know, film and then film, you know, went into photography and um, that stayed a while, but the type of the, the photography changed. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to be able to be a little bit diverse. And like you said, everything you do is going to amount to something else that you jump into. Another yeah. tool in your toolbox. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And you also have such a high level of expectation from yourself. Like your yeah, video yeah. work he was amazing. Brian, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I remember like you worked with Joseph Akrami who uh, yeah. made a, a, a very powerful documentary about um, a transgendered woman named Melody. And yeah. I think you worked on that with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. We went out for one shoot. Yeah. And he can't stop talking about the professionalism. And if he were to do anything, <laughs> it would be you and Steve. And like, yeah. you, you, you instantly endear yourself to a professional like him uh, because of your uh, ethics and your morals and your, your work ethic and your ability to show up and get the job done and do a good job at it. That's thanks, something thanks, I don't thanks. think a lot of people have, you know what I mean? Like the ability to do that really, really well to a, a standard yeah. of somebody like Joseph, who you may not know as viewers, but we know him as a documentary filmmaker and a very, you know, demanding, not demanding for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like a very uh, high level movie maker. And, yeah. uh, that, that that says a lot about your dedication to what you do. But to be able to just say, eh, pause, let's do this, photography, weddings, things like that, <laughs> and do that so well, and then go, eh, pause, <laughs> I'm going to go and work with leather. Uh, that is, that's a true testament to your abilities to uh, just be a creator and grow and do different things. So I love that about you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's, the, I the guess cool? it's, um, sorry. It's, sorry, Brian. I was just going to say yeah. like, it's, it's good and a curse, I suppose, because <laughs> being like really particular, you know, you kind of beat yourself up a lot um, and you, you don't allow those mistakes to happen. So a big struggle for me learning the leather stuff was you know because first of all leather's expensive so you can't really practice on something that's not leather you know you make paper templates of course um to put those on and transfer those over um but it gets expensive so you like a you don't want to make mistakes because of that but also you know you, you just don't want to make a mistake necessarily right uh, in the way i i work a lot so yeah, it was it was a big transition in the last like half year um, learning and, and uh, telling myself that, OK, it's OK. You know, you, you didn't get it right or you have to redo it. You spent like six hours, you know, stitching it and it didn't work out. You know, you got to take that uh, and then move on to the to the next one. I guess that's in line with, you know, a photographer or any other person who says you have to have your first 10,000 hours before, you know, yeah. you, you can really be a master of your craft. Yeah. And, and I guess a, just don't be don't be afraid to to go and get those hours, you know, like, um, you know, I, I, I had a big, you know, um, you know, just internal battle of like, you know, trying to figure out like, uh, you know, allow yourself that 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 room to to make mistakes and, and don't, you know, kind of get so hard on yourself because you want it to happen so badly, I think sometimes, right, you just you want to get that shot or you know, you want to make that item that you're thinking of. And if it doesn't translate to your hands, um, that can be really disappointing. You know, the first, you know, go at it. So, um, yeah. Um, it all that's all of, oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead, Aurora, after you. I think that's all a part of the process, but uh, a yeah. lot of us creatives can kind of get stuck at that point. And uh, it's yeah. great <laughs> advice that you've given is just, 
push past that. It's okay if it didn't work out. That's this is this is practice so that you can improve, right? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, you're not perfect. There's this quote that's going all around on social media of this motivational speaker saying, "Practice and practice and practice makes what?" Um, if you guys have heard it, and it, and the people in the audience, you know, reply back say, Perf uh, "Perfect." Um, and then he says, no, dismantle that belief system. Practice makes improvement. And yeah. it yeah. really what you just said is connects to that in a, in a huge way. Um, you're always growing. You're always, um, you know, improving on what you did yesterday. And um, just put yourself out there and try. Um, I really like that. Well, Practice makes improvement. That's, and that's a big one that you just mentioned too, or like put yourself out there. Like I, like, you know, you, we've talked about this a lot, Brian, about like, you know, how, how much of yourself do you put out there? And um, do you want to put out only the best? You know, do you want to, you know, wait till you're ready and this and that. And with the leather stuff, I was like, I just, I like it so much. I'm like, I'm just going to post what I have. Like, I'm just going to, you know, get going and because there's no, you know, no better time than now. And, you know, figuring that out and like you start getting momentum. Um, and you realize that, it, you know, people are interested in it. They are, you know, rooting for you. Um, you know, um, people are looking when they might not, when you might not think they are. Um, so, yeah, so just, yeah, definitely putting yourself out there. And I have, I have one quote real quick going on, uh, on Aurora's quote. Um, a leather worker from UK that uh, I learned from online, um, Nigel Armitage, uh, he is a really great quote. And he said, your last mistake is your greatest teacher. And uh, that was that was one that I keep keep thinking of, yeah. <laughs> and that's true. It's you've learned from that mistake that you just made that exactly, in a way yeah. that you won't you're not likely to make it again. Because yeah. you saw where it went wrong. Um, yeah, you just pivot to something else. Yeah. yeah. Another quote that you actually put in your notes for us, which I latched on to, was uh, from Jeff Goins. You said how yeah. he says, write for yourself and you have no public. Right for the public and you have no self. I yeah. love that because it really gives us that that sense that, you know, this is about us. Our creativity, our, our journey is about us. And it's about what we like to do and how we like to do it. And if all you're yeah. doing is creating content for what you think other people are going to enjoy, then, yeah. you know, you have no self. Who are you as a creator? Yeah. You're, you're just kind of, um, you know, you're, you're making that cookie cutter trash that, you know, anybody can get, right? Yeah. Love and that. going on from going on from that quote, because he talks a lot about, um, he, he's got a, a really great, um, a lot of great books and stuff that I've, I've followed along, just talking about your, you know, work and, and your vocation and that sort of thing. Um, and he talks a lot about your tribe, right? So having a community and a group of people that are similar to you. Um, and unless you really put yourself out there and like you, yeah, like you, you know, you, you do stuff kind of. Uh, true to who you are if you don't put yourself out there you're not going to get those those right people to follow you and you're not going to if you have a business or you have you know uh, like a club or whatever you know um, if you don't put your right self forward you're not going to enjoy the people that you're with because you're attracting the wrong people so yeah it's definitely definitely important to as, as hard as it is to put your uh, your true self out there so at least you can try to find uh, people similar to you it takes a lot of strength it takes a lot of inner strength to just be yourself yeah, yeah. I mean, people go in their entire lives living for other people, not yeah. knowing what it is they enjoy or they don't enjoy. So yeah. 
you're good at identifying that. And that's, that's really important for a creator to identify what it is that identify your tribe, identify who you are yeah. and, and you will, you will attract that correct tribe. I love that. Yeah. And of course awesome. being Jewish, you know, you say tribe and everybody's like, Oh, tribe. But anyway, <laughs> Jewish. Uh, Brian, so. not me. Yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> um, Anyway, so one of the things I was going to ask before, though, uh, was how this all stemmed from the the craziest thing. Uh, and by crazy thing, I mean your dog, Mio, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> crazy, yeah. <laughs> okay, talk to us about Mio. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, so for people don't know, he's just, yeah, he's a four-and-a-half-year-old German Shepherd. Um, he's my first dog, like, so um, kind of just got him and, and figured stuff out with him uh, as we went um he's a challenging dog right like i put a lot of time into him trying to figure him out um and yeah in that process i definitely figured out a lot about myself as well um so i think that's played a lot about who i am now today you know a little bit more uh patient and calm and a um, lot more understanding you know when things don't go right um but yeah so he is definitely my motivation to kind of start into something new um when i had him and i was thinking of something i wanted to do i always knew it wanted to be around dogs i just uh, i i like dogs but more importantly just wanted to yeah just kind of help out um other owners who who might be you know like we talked about tribe who might be like myself who looking for gear that they can't find and and luckily i, I have found uh, a few of them so far you know, I've had some pretty good feedback so far on my on my gear that I'm making, um, even if it's you know a very small uh, you know amount so far. But um, yeah, a lot a lot of great feedback that that people are looking for something that uh, that I was looking for. So, what is it you made for Mio? What is it that triggered all this? Uh, just a simple leash, you know, um, Brian. But you know, having having experience in leather and. Um, you know, just being a little bit, I'm maybe a little bit too particular, right? Um, which is a good and bad thing, as we talked about. Um, but yeah, just finding, you know, like a certain leather for it, um, something that you, you know, like the color of, the feel of it, the, the, the thickness of it. Um, a lot of the, the hardware that you get from like a pet store, you know, they're just not like that, that solid brass, um, you know, type of, type of hardware. So finding that is a little bit more difficult. Um, there's a lot of stuff around the States, um, but by the time, you know, a, a Canadian customer brings it in, you know, I, I was paying, you know, it was like 80 bucks for like a leash or so. Right. So, um, yeah. So, and then, you know, the possibilities are endless. I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, a whole bunch of, you know, different designs and, and customizability, whether that's stitching or, um, you know, adding, adding the leather I have here is a little bit, um, a little bit thinner, um, like chrome tan. So you can, you can glue this onto the backing of, you know, something thicker, um, stitch it, add some stitching to it. And, you know, it's a very unique kind of item. So trying to, you know, change it up a little bit. Um, I want to be able to offer, um, like one-off, you know, leathers and that sort of thing where people, I can, I can buy a hide of one color, make us make a few. And then, you know, if people want something different, um, so yeah, just trying to try to just give a lot of options. Um, you know, a lot of customizable options. Um, yeah. One thing I would hoping you would you you were going to mention was that you're thinking about making um, cat leashes. <laughs> no, of course. Oh, yes. I, I mean, 
Dixie, Dixie wants a cat leash or <laughs> cat collar. I'm going to put her down now because she, she will kick my ass in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, so. of course. Let me um, know, Brian. Let me know. Okay, yeah, sure. I think I could probably use that keychain that you made as a cat leash. I could probably just, <laughs> yeah, she's a small little cat. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I love... Sorry, go ahead, Aurora. Yeah, I want to just kind of jump into because we've never yeah. had somebody who works with leather on the show before. Uh, yeah. I kind of want to jump into the nitty gritty and a little bit of the details of how sure. how to work with leather um, yeah. and uh, what maybe like what kind of things you use and how do you choose the different leathers you're using and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I'd love to know the, the details because I think this is a very unique kind of trade uh, for sure yeah i i feel like i've merely scratched the surface but i i think i've i've done a lot um scratching <laughs> if you will um but yeah so you know you have like two two types of um you know type of types of tanned um hide so so this all this stuff here i have here is like a chrome tan so it's really good for like bags and accessories and um you know general items you would use um, it's a little bit softer um, of a leather, not as thick. Um, this would be, you know, kind of typical for, for bags and that sort of thing. Um, so like this one I have here real quick. Uh, I haven't made a lot of bags yet, but I have been um, like prototyping some stuff. I've been learning, um, you know, how to make stuff and how to, wow. you know, figure out the gussets and all that sort of stuff. So, um, so this is a kind of a first go that I had at it. But yeah, this would be like an idea of what you would use like you know, that thinner uh, type of leather for. Um, That's awesome. You made that? Yeah, thanks, Rora. Yeah, wow. this was like a first prototype of, of, of an idea. I needed something as like a carry-all bag, you know, like just if I had like, a, you know, you got your day planner, uh, phone, um, cables, whatever. Um, so just, just a simple handle on the top, uh, open in the back, kind of a triangular uh, design. So cool. Um, yeah, it kind of evolved as I went. I, I started with a, you know, you start with a paper template. So you lay, you draw it out uh, on the, the paper. Um, all the holes along this side, are, you have to count the holes. So they match your, your holes here. So when you sew it, uh, when you hand stitch it, each one has a hole and you add up to the same. So that way you're not off uh, on either side. So you just calculate it out. Um, so yeah, so that's what you would use. And then, um, you know, the stuff that I have beside me here, let me get the, it's a little bit heavier, a little bit bigger. Uh, so this is like towel. what's known as like, a, yeah, <laughs> this is what's known as like, um, uh, like a bridal leather. So this is what I make a lot of straps out of. This is what like your belts would be made out of, um, the collars, that sort of thing. Um, it's a lot, you know, thicker, sure. obviously. Um, and the, the temper, as they call it, uh, is a little bit more, you know, rigid, stronger, right? It's not going to stretch when you pull it. Um, so this is something that yeah, you would use for that sort of stuff. So you just pick and choose, you know, depending on your project. I'm sorry, I don't know if that answered uh, enough of your question. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it um, definitely does. And I guess you have like a variety of different kind of like colors and, you know, sizes uh, yeah. and stuff that you'd offer. Yeah, depending on, on the tannery, like, so under under this table, so this table I'm on is like a four by eight cutting table. Uh, under here, I think I have maybe like 12 hides or so, a bunch of different colors. They're all of the, the thicker one that I showed you. 
Um, and then, um, and then, yeah, like the, the you chrome... stain the leather though. I mean, you're not staining it for different colors. It's like you stain right. wood type of thing, right? So it, it yeah, it, the yeah. color is the natural color of the leather, and then you just treat it with a yeah. like a mink oil or whatever you would use, right? Yeah. So there's um, so yeah, going on the color. So you can stain leather. There is there is a process to do that. I don't do it. Um, just whatever the the tannery comes and pick the color. Um, yeah, this stuff here, this is um, a tannery called SB Foot. They do actually a lot in like the boot kind of footwear um, market, um, but they, they make really nice stuff. And you can just buy it. You don't have to buy a whole hot, uh, size. So this is like a quarter, uh, you know, quarter side. So if you just want to do like a one-off little project or, or test out, you don't have to you know, commit to an entire, you know, big section. Um, so that's great with this. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of, you know, tools, a lot of it's handmade, hand done tools. So um, these would be your, your stitching irons, you know, they're just little, they look kind of like forks. Um, you would hammer these in into your leather. Um, you would use these little kind of calipers here. And, um, and that's going to be used to kind of scribe a line uh, on the edge of your leather. So you have a straight line to, you know, do your stitches. Um, so yeah, just kind of over time, just kind of figuring out, you know, what you need. And, um, I guess you'd need different tools for each job too. Right. So, so uh, you, yeah, mentioned every early... yeah, sorry. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to show you. So, you know, if you do want to do, um, you would uh, trim off your, your cut edge, you know, with, uh, with an edge beveler. So there's literally every little thing that you do, there's going to be a tool for it, some sort of hand tool for it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just going to ask earlier, you mentioned that um, you can do like customizations on certain things. So what would that involve? Right. Like, you know, like some sort of like, like writing into it or is that the size customization or thickness customization? Yeah. So with the, yeah. So with, with the size on like, let's say like a dog collar, for example, very much like your belt that you're going to you need because next change, waist change. Um, with, with the way I do my dog collars, they have seven holes. The middle hole is going to be the size that you measure. So you're going to have, uh, in three quarter increments, you know, uh, three forward, three backwards. So that's why I like to kind of, I don't really like to do like a, a small, medium, large, because, you know, with a dog collar, the way it, it, it sets up in the keeper, um, after the tail goes in, it's going to look nicest if it's kind of in that middle or like one or two off, if you kind of get large and then you're at the end of the hole. It's not, it doesn't look as nice. Um, so yeah, so better to, to customize the size for sure. Um, it's like if you get a small belt and then, you know, you have that like that little tail and it just doesn't stick in, you know, to your, uh, you know, to your jean loop, um, kind of a pain. Um, so yeah, so that, or um, uh, I'm getting into um, stitching with a sewing machine soon. So um, it'll be able to do that thick leather. So uh, offering, you know, uh, let's say just accent stitching for now a um, lot, a lot of possibilities, yeah. Awesome. And and I also offer um, different buckles. So you know, a lot of people you'll see a collar, and it's just that one buckle that they offer. Um, so I thought, you know what? Why not offer like four or five buckles? Um, and uh, yeah, people can pick and choose whatever they like. That that's really cool. I yeah. had uh, I had one other question. Um, so you're doing you're doing the collars and the leash leashes but have you like gotten into like you know the harness pieces that are like multiple other pieces before or is that yeah. something that maybe you're like potentially expanding into 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I have, I have a lot of ideas, um, Aurora. It's hard finding the time for it all. <laughs> so like that's that's my biggest problem right now. Is like you know you you write all this stuff down and then yeah you got to try and figure out um yeah how to how to make everything. So you know you want to prototype stuff. You want to see if it works, fit it. Um, definitely with the sewing machine, I'll have more opportunity to to kind of make harnesses and that sort of thing because um, it's a little bit more more uh, time intensive if you were to hand stitch it. But, um, yeah, how long are you def- talking? Definitely, to to do like a, a standard dog collar leash combo thing, how long would the the yeah. time be for that? Because I know we had other folks from Red Butt Ceramics. Remember, uh, we had yeah. Sarah and Mike on, and they were saying how yeah. I mean, with what they do, obviously you have to make it, then you have to put it in a kiln, and it has to sit, and then yeah. it's like this whole process. What would that be like with your with your work? Yeah, they're roughly about you know half hour or so, depending. Um, a lot of the edge work takes a lot of time, so some people will just cut off their cut off their their collar or leash they'll do an edge bevel but they won't do anything else to the leather to the leather so if you if you're talking like a bridal leather it's very hard uh on the leather because it's meant you know meant to be tough um so i use uh, i use a dremel sander and i sand the initial edge so that gets me you know a little bit smooth then i'll um you you, you go you go and bevel the edge on that and then i go through it and sand it again with something finer um, so it just softens and rounds the edge a lot. Um, Take that wear away from the dog's neck, and exactly, yeah. And it feels good, like if you if you have a leash. Um, so you just I, I I rub some beeswax on it, and then from your natural use, all that will kind of wear in, and um, yeah, uh, wear in nicely. It's funny you say beeswax. Oh. My next question was going to be uh, kind of based around smells. Um, yeah. When I was younger, my father, his whole career was pretty much selling leather jackets. That's I right. Sold yeah. for Bristol Leather out of Montreal, and his yeah. van always had leather inside there. And I but just, you know. yeah. oh yeah, I mean, I remember going to Bristol and running through the rooms of of leather hanging on their racks and like the yeah. original hides and seeing their old leather workers straight from you know <laughs> Ukraine and Russia and all these places where they were yeah. hired from. Uh, it was fascinating to see all that, but the smell is what I remember. I love the smell of leather. Tell me your whole place there smells like leather. That would be awesome. Make it a cologne. <laughs> make you jealous a bit. Oh, anyway. so jealous. <laughs> yeah, this stuff, like this stuff smells really good. Uh, the chrome tan stuff. Um, this is probably more what you're used to because it's probably what they used in the jacket. The jackets, yeah. Um, yeah. The But the, the leaf stuff smells, yeah, pretty good too. Typical leather smell, yeah. A little bit of beeswax, a little bit of leather. We're all going to Daniel's house for aromatherapy. Anytime. Anytime. There's so many cool things that we could talk about, though, but I think um, we should talk about the business aspect of it and the fact that you're one person um, trying to run a business. So a question I had for on that point would be as a business owner and, you know, jack of all trades, you wear so many hats when you're a business owner. What do you find is your favorite and your least favorite part of maintaining that business? Mm. Well, I guess obviously favorite, you know, best part is the, the creating, you know, I, I think most creative business owners will say that. Yeah. Um, I really like, you know, thinking of something like, for example, my bags, um, the leashes, you know, they're great. Um, they only go so far, I think. So, um, I'm trying to, you know, expand my, my horizons a little bit. And I just love, you know, like I mentioned the bags and that sort of thing. So I'm, 
love making that stuff. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun just kind of putting something to your, through your head, to paper, to your hands and actually, you know, coming out with something. Um, so that process I'm really enjoying with the leather work. Um, you know, even like, even the leashes, like just thinking of like, okay, this hardware and the keeper is going to be on this side or is the D-ring on this side? Like, you know, you do too. It's such a simple item, but you know, a lot of thought has gone into it. You know, the sizing between the holes and everything. Um, just so it works functional and looks good. Um, least favorite for me, it's, um, it's just marketing and getting out there. I think it's really, for me, it's not something that comes natural. Um, there's a lot of people who they could walk into, you know, town square and like they'll, they'll instantly be friends with like 10 people. Right. Uh, I'm, I don't have that, that knack for me. Um, so yeah, so marketing for me is a little bit trickier, a little bit harder, um, just have to, you know, um, just try a lot, lot, of, lot of different things then then might be more conventional for other people, you know? Yeah, I understand that. For me, it's like just running the business, being consistent, you know? Yeah. Just keeping keeping my chin up and, and staying positive that it's worth it, you know? So yeah. that, that's always a troublesome thing for me. Um, making a bag. So – we talked about this at the store. I've always wanted to make my own camera bag and I had yeah. all these plans and I even emailed a bag manufacturer and sent them some ideas that I was thinking about. And of course they're like, sure, buy 500 bags and we'll produce your, <laughs> that's you know, right. Yeah, we'll that's we'll talk to you about producing your, I, I can't do that. So of course my first thought was I want to build this thing myself. And I never went to that next step. I think that's a big reason why I'm so impressed with what you've done you did go to that next step and it's amazing that you did it. Um, you're, you're learning each skill at a time. I remember at the yeah. store, you know, you were watching videos and you had your paper that you were, you know, drawing out your templates and stuff. While like that. I was on break, of course. Well, of course, of course, always <laughs> while you're on break. Um, <laughs> but I was just, I saw that passion and you stuck to it and you kept yeah. on working at it. Yeah. Uh, it really says a lot about what you have to do to, to follow through. I mean, it's not easy. Yeah. So um, for all the people that might be watching this and thinking you want to get into doing your own leather work, do it. Like actually watch the videos and put it into practice and, you know, follow through on those goals because yeah. uh, look at Daniel, you're, you're loving it. It's, it's yeah. doing well for you. Um, now financially, like, is this something that you can survive on, on your own? making these bags or is this something that uh, it's a passion project and you're able to take your time and put out the product that you want to do? Yeah. Well, yeah, for that uh, question, Brian, yeah, I think that can be with anything. I think in today's day, we're seeing people like make income from the weirdest things, you know, the so true thing possible. It's just and, how you put uh, it out there. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely, I definitely believe in that. I think that if you have something good uh, and you can get it into the right, the right eyes, the right hands, I think that you can definitely um, make anything now, you know, your job. So, you know, whether, whether my uh, inspiration from what, you know, wherever I, you know, take it or what I think, you know, uh, what I like to make a little bit, you know, like I want to make a bag that I do enjoy. Um, but whether you know that's something that people are looking for is another story right so i think unless you unless you try it and unless you you send it out there um you won't really know so that's kind of where i'm at i'm still with the bags anyway i'm still kind of playing with designs and trying to 
figure out, um, yeah, like what what is something that I would want to carry that I, you know, maybe haven't seen um, that I can't purchase. Um, and then, you know, seeing if other people like that. Um, it's it's a scary thing. It's, you know, it's, it's a financial thing too, because you are spending lots of money into figuring it out. Um, but I think the, the reward after that is, you know, if it does work out and if it doesn't, then you're just going to pivot to something else. Um, I think if you really enjoy it, um, you can make it financially viable. Um, it just depends. Yeah. Whether, whether you're either built for that or, uh, if you just want to keep going at it. Yeah. I guess your original intent, your, your overall intent for what you want from the business, right? Um, if you want to make it your full-time gig, then you got to put in those extra hours and, do the yeah. things you don't like to do, like the marketing and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah. But I'm and glad then, you're able to. Whole... Sorry, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm glad yeah. you're able to take it at your pace. I think that's really important yeah. for being fulfilled. That's that. That's a great point because one thing, one thing that I, I told myself this time is that um, don't be financially reliant on it. You know, because you're going to push yourself into kind of an ugly place where you're trying to. Um, force along the process that that needs maybe a little bit more time and definitely with this sort of thing um, yeah you need you need a lot of time to to, to design it perfect it um, you don't want to put something out that you know isn't um, you know to to your your liking or, or quality because um, you know your first impression obviously yeah. is your last one so um, yeah so just taking the time allowing well, allowing myself and for others watching just allow yourself time uh, for your, you know, your creative process. Let's share what it is that you actually are building. I don't think we haven't shown any of the work that you've done yet. So I'm doing a screen share here for those that are listening on Spotify or wherever. Uh, yeah, this is your setup. Um, this is your website. There's still more things to come on your site. I think. You yeah, have, yeah. Uh, the the site's been a long, a long time coming. So nice. I'm actually, um, I'm actually changing it up a lot um, because I'm going to be offering. Um, you know, one side of leather and then the dog side. So I'm actually, you know, combining the two now. Um, so that's something that's kind of grown the last month. Um, so, so yeah, so that's growing there. Um, there's a few, um, few photos on my, my Instagram. If anyone wants to check it out, there's some more stuff there. Um, but yeah, website is still, uh, still in the work. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. What was that red checkered? Item yeah, so it. that's um, those are called uh, a pet cot. I was just looking around to see if I have one. Um, it's a uh, yeah. So they're they're a, they're a company out in the states. They actually stopped shipping to uh, Canada, which is unfortunate. Um, but it's basically just an uh, elevated dog bed, um, and they're they're super great. Um, so I, I was I have a I have a few of them um, that I'm going to be selling, and I was going to um, be a reseller for them. But um, right now it's a little bit tricky because you have to. Um, I'm trying to think, it might, I might just do a bulk order every month. I'm not too sure yet. Um, you have to do a, a shipping forward. So you have to ship it to the, the, the U.S. Uh, shipping forwarder, and then they've got to send it to you. So there's a lot of logistics involved in that product. But Oh, the joys of living that's in one Canada. I, yeah. <laughs> that, that's one item I don't I don't physically make, um, but they're just so awesome. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to share them with everyone. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Aurora, have you got any other questions for Daniel before we get to our final three? Um, 
I'm sure we could actually I do. I do. So this is this is kind of like from personal experience. A question. Um, uh -oh. Well, actually, I got two questions. Uh, first question would be, what kind of resources did you use to learn um, all the things that you know now? Um, yeah. Where did you find them? Kind of thing. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a, so. That's one. Yeah. Okay, I'll start with that one. <laughs> um, yeah, like the I, YouTube, you know, I like it like pretty much everybody. You want to learn something, you want to, you know, learn to change a tire, like you just, you go to YouTube, you ask, ask a question. Um, so I started looking around. Um, there's a really, uh, really great leather crafter um, in our area, actually. Um, he's out um, in Cambridge area. His name is Ryan. He is uh, the owner of Little King Goods. Uh, very nice guy. He had a maker's meetup, so I was able to meet him and, and meet so many other crafters actually in, in the area. Um, so he was, his were like the first videos that I started watching um, and, you know, just kind of taking it all in. Um, I slowly found a, who I mentioned before, Nigel. He's a uh, UK um, leather crafter. He's got a paid um, uh, video um, course. But he kind of goes through everything step by step of like what is a you know what is a gusset and um, uh, types of gusset. So um, you know how to hand stitch, um, all the techniques. You know how to use curves. So if you want to put a curve on your bag, how do you make that template? Um, he has his is like a an entire you know course there. Um, so those two those two were were a big one. And then just just looking at other other crafters videos. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen the um, the kind of silent making of videos. You know, like um, like people will do a video of them making something. I don't know the exact name. I'm not I'm not up with these times. I suppose. <laughs> Are you talk about like the sound stuff that AMSR it's, ASMR. It's just like yeah, yeah. I guess that's what they yeah, that's what they type on it. Yeah. So yeah. So you 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 know you can get so much um, information by just having watching. someone watching someone make it and their process and you know, you can take little bits, um, but where the other class comes into play, which is great, is that it, it's the explanation behind what you're you're watching. You know, so you can kind of know what it is you're doing and um, why you're doing it. So, so yeah, so that's kind of how I started, um, and it's great because you know, with all of that piece together, you can kind of look at a bag and and tear it apart in your brain. To think okay it has this it has this piece it has this this is how i would attack you know so like if you for yourself brian if you mentioned about making a bag you know as, as a as a good you know maker you can kind of piece it together and, and and figure out which pieces you're going to use where to achieve what someone someone's looking for totally yeah that's awesome and my second question um is this one's the one from personal experience. Um, leather uh, can be a material that over time, like without the proper care and that kind of thing, actually start to either tear or rip or, you know, uh, break down. Break yeah. down. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's a two part question. Like, what do you have uh, any particular instructions for someone who needs to take better care of? leather where you're going to yeah. be bringing it out into all sorts of different kinds of environments with dogs they go everywhere and everywhere yeah. uh, anywhere and everywhere and um is there a way to repair um leather that has been 
I guess, broken or ripped or started to deteriorate. You tore your leather pants, didn't you, Aurora? (laughs) (laughs) No, I have. You got those leather pants and they took a big (laughs) pair and they were $500. (laughs) No, I have a pair of shoes that I absolutely love and they've been my go-to shoes forever. And I now have a a tear in in the shoe. Uh, And maybe I didn't take care of them well enough, but I mean, I've had them for four years and I use them almost every day. Mm. yeah so that's a that's a lot yeah and that's because yeah yeah, like boots are getting in in everything right yeah um yeah leather you definitely have to care for it you know to a certain extent it can get wet but like uh it is going to soak up water right depending on the finish on it definitely Mm -hmm. the 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 flesh side like the back side um will soak up water more there are some sprays you can waterproof right if you wanted to it might take it away a little bit um you know, like, like I mentioned to everybody who, um, you know, buys collars or leashes, um, if you're going to be out in the elements, I sell a, um, it's called biopane. It's a rubber coated uh, webbing. That's going to be your go-to, you know, carefree, uh, you know, leash item, um, collar item. Um, but if you, if you, um, if you do need, you should um, always condition. So just like our hands, right, you know, we want to like moisturize them, that sort of thing. Um, this all natural product, it's called Smith's, Smith's Leather Bomb, um, made out in Maine. This is what a lot of people are using this now. Um, and it's it's basically three ingredients. And you would just, you just kind of put some on your finger. It'll, um, it'll kind of come onto your finger with the heat a little bit. You get some uh, and you just rub it in. You literally just kind of work it into the leather, the, the top side, um, and yeah, you'll feel it instantly. Kind of get soft, and it'll it'll absorb it. Um, so you definitely could try that, Aurora. And like, yes, anybody has leather items. Um, you certainly want to condition them over time. Yeah, you you want to take care of it and that sort of thing for sure. Yeah, but having something like this um, is definitely uh, definitely needed. Yeah. So you say that's all natural. Um... I'm just going yeah. back again to what my father used to always recommend. And he'd always say, use mink oil. You have to use yeah, mink oil. Mink oil is a big one. Yeah. Now, I didn't use that one, Brian. Yeah. Not yet. I don't really know if mink oil is like oil from a mink. <laughs> I've never researched. And if that's the I case, very... I'd probably say go for something different. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't I've really think squeezing a mink it. for oil would be <laughs> the way I would go. But I'm sure that's not how no, it's done. I... <laughs> It, it is very popular product. Yes. A lot of people use it. Um, saddle soap is another one. I don't really like that one too soap. much. Yeah. I don't really use that after you know finding Smith's. Um, it's, it's a lot softer, uh, a lot more supple. And it's, yeah, like I said, just three ingredients. So it will darken your leather though. So, you know, be careful. It usually once it dries up a day or so, it'll, it'll, uh, you know, come back, but it's, it might darken if it's really worn out. Yeah, it might just darken darken it a bit. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I know uh, you made the point about those videos that you can just watch with no audio or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like like forging and stuff like that. We had uh, Paige yeah. Steinhardt on our show, a Forge and Fire champion. Yeah. I didn't ask him about it, but it's true. Uh, there's this one video I watch, a guy named Shurap. Uh, he's out of, I don't know, somewhere in the uh, Eastern Europe area or Western Europe area. And he just, that's what he does. He gets all these materials and he just puts them together and makes things. And all you see are his hands and what he's making and no audio at all. And of course, halfway through, he'll stop and he'll make himself a cup of tea 
and it's all like the sounds <laughs> of the mixing the tea and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Weird things that you could learn a lot from for sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Daniel, that was awesome. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that Thank you're doing you this. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love your shop. I mean, the, the photos that you share on Instagram and I do highly suggest people check out Daniel's Instagram are awesome. Yeah. yeah there'll be a lot more there. It, it really emphasizes that whole, um, you don't need a lot of space to make it look really good. Uh, yeah. You've got that little display that you've built, but yeah. when you see it in a photo, it looks rich and warm and welcoming. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's really cool that you're able to do that. Um, very high level of, of visuals to your work. Uh, it's all aesthetically really appealing and nice stuff. So awesome. I, I want you, some. Man. Thank you. I want some, <laughs> but I can't afford the leather yet. So as soon as I can, <laughs> I'll definitely get some uh, Daniel original work. Uh, <laughs> you you have the very first one, so keep it uh, yes. keep it around. You never know what it'll be worth one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, sell, I'll sell it as First item NFT. I made pretty much. <laughs> I'll sell it as an NFT. It's, it's something, the first yeah, one you ever made. Yeah. <laughs> Could, yeah. Do you do it that way? Is that how NFTs work? I don't know. We were supposed to have Navi on to tell us about NFTs, but that hasn't happened yet. So That would be great. Yeah. That's coming soon, hopefully. Uh, all right. So now we have three questions for you, Daniel. Um, okay. And if you've seen our show, you know what all three questions are. But if you haven't watched our show all the way through, you only know one of the questions, which is what we asked you in our letter. Um, yeah. The challenge that you would like to issue to our viewers um, yeah, I love your challenge. So I'm going to shut okay, up. Okay, good. Remember good. What it I is. wasn't too sure. <laughs> no, I love it. And I, I absolutely love it. And you know, it brings me back to the bag idea that I had, right? But I'm going to yeah. shut up and let you uh, let you explain your challenge. Okay, awesome. Uh, yeah. So my challenge, um, I thought based off the, you know, going on the theme of kind of what we've been talking about and kind of what I've been up to is, um, I would like to challenge you um, to create something, but um, Perhaps it's something that you um, have wanted to purchase, but you couldn't find, you know, available. Um, I think that's that's very uh, testament to kind of what what how all of this started for me. Um, so think of something that uh, that you wanted to to get, um, but you couldn't really find. You couldn't really find it in the store. Um, so think about it, design it, um, put it to paper, uh, and start researching about how you can create that item. Um, it could be, uh, it could even be, it doesn't even have to be an item. It could be a song, it could be a, a photograph, um, anything that, that you've thought of to create that you um, kind of just never have thought of, thought to do. Um, I think when, if you do that, you might find that you might have a hobby that you enjoy. You might have an, uh, uh, an interest um, that you maybe never uh, knew about. And at the end of the day, you might even uh, have an item that, that you can actually use if it all works out. Yeah, but I think I think doing that um, for myself, um, you kind of explore a, a different side of yourself, um, and I, I think it's uh, I think it's good to do on a daily, weekly basis. I love it, and of course, the first thing I think that I want to make that I can't find um, is Jif peanut butter with like chocolate in it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't find that anywhere around here, and I, I'm gonna yeah. go downstairs. And I'm gonna make some Jif with chocolate when we're done. I know it's not exactly what you mean, but you know, it's, it's, it's baby steps, right? <laughs> that is such an awesome challenge because there are so many times where I'm sure anybody who's listening to this or watching this, um, I've personally been in that situation where I, I've thought of something in my head, but it just doesn't exist. Or if it exists, yeah. I cannot get it. 
or I can't get it in my size um, or whatever it may be. Um, so I, I, I think that's a really great challenge. And I mean, it's opened this whole opportunity up for you. So, yeah. uh, that yeah, is... that, you don't know where, where it'll go. A small example of this, and I'm, I'm going to share maybe too much about myself. Uh, I made my jeans all through high school. <laughs> like I, I couldn't find jeans I liked. So, uh, it was my mom's idea. She, she told me to get a sewing machine and in a way I went, I saw I bought just Levi's and sewed them to kind of the, the fit and style I wanted. And, and there were my jeans. So that's cool. Yeah. You can, you can kind of create anything, anything you want or need. That is so cool. <laughs> I, I guess that, that goes back to what you said earlier, how you used to kind of do this kind of thing when you were younger and then you just kind of got back to it. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. As a leather like, thing like specifically. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Next two questions. Um, one okay. of them is, what's your jam? What song do you listen to that just makes you oh happy? You can't skip past. You, you, every time it comes on, it's like you got to stop what you're doing and listen to it or whatever. Gets you in the right frame of mind. Gets you ready to, I, to work. I don't have a specific one, um, but I really like instrumental stuff. Um, uh, Ryan at Sleeping At Last, he has a lot of really nice instrumental uh, music. Um, so, yeah, a lot of times I'm listening to that. Nice. Are you talking like yeah. new age kind of stuff or like? It's um, it's like piano, violin. Um, nice. Like almost like not really movie kind of sound soundtrack stuff. Um, his take on it's very different. He is he's one of his own for sure. You have to listen to it to. Uh, so what's to, the name of it? The difference. Sleeping at last. Sleeping at last. Yeah. Interesting. Awesome. He, he, I, um, thought, I thought that was a store, like, like you had trouble sleeping, so you went to a store and this guy like, played you music and you fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, so I'll go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, he's, um, I, listen, I started listening to him many, many years ago when he was, um, you know, just kind of starting, but he's had his music all over, um, you know, very popular TV shows and, and movies and that sort of thing. So he's, he's done well for himself. Sweet. Very cool. Yeah. I'll check into that. And the last question we have for you before we set you free. Oh, geez, Dixie. Geez, she's aggressive little cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last question is uh, tools of the trade. Now, in your line of work, you've had many yeah. tools, whether it was photography or video or now leather work. Um, yeah. We're not talking necessarily about a physical tool, but what do you rely on as something that gets you through your, your work, your day, your job um, that you would consider a tool of the trade? Hmm. Uh, for myself, a big one, again, a big learning curve for me is um, just self-confidence. Hmm. Um, being being a confident enough with yourself that what you're either creating or what you're doing is, um, is the right thing, um, is the right thing for yourself. Um, and you're not, you're not worried, uh, you know, about what other people might think about it, or if they're going to like it, uh, not like it. Uh, I think just just going out there and experimenting and not being, um, you know, worried about the outcome, I think is like one of the best, uh, best tools that's kind of getting, getting me uh, through, through each day and week. That's awesome. I wouldn't have necessarily thought you would have said self-confidence, although I can, yeah. I know it and I, and I understand where you're coming from because I, yeah. I, the reason I say that is again, you know, knowing you as I do, um, I know how hard it is for you to put yourself out there. I know how hard it is for you to, to have that confidence. And yet that confidence is what is your, I guess your, your superpower, you know, you're able yeah. to, 
uh, draw on that because you know who you are. And, and when you yeah, know who you are, yeah. that, in that, that means, aspect for sure. Yeah. Um, that definitely but I helps. Think the, in today's day and age where you know you have to post everything and you you do kind of want uh, a bit of validation to what you're doing that other people are liking it right and especially like something like myself where you know you're selling a physical product right you want you want people to like it um, well you rely on people you're to doing like it. exactly yeah because yeah. if you don't then you don't sell anything right right <laughs> so um so yeah so just trying to you know kind of battle that back and forth with yourself that you know whatever you're doing um yeah, is is gonna be okay as long as you know you enjoy it, and if people aren't gonna like it, then they don't like it. <laughs> and f them. That's happen. what I have to say about that. <laughs> if they don't like it, f no. them. Anyway, Daniel, That's you're awesome. awesome. We love you, Thank man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Nothing but the best at all times, and uh, I'm, I'm really thankful that you were able to come on and and do this with us. I know, Rora, awesome. you got something to say? Go for it. Yeah. Uh, so where can people find your work on your website, your social media? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've, I've recently uh, updated everything, like I mentioned. So I am um, combining everything. So you can find me at Adventure Leather Goods, uh, adventureleathergoods.ca. Um, and uh, yeah, Adventure Leather on uh, Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say to our listeners and viewers, if you like the show, if you liked, uh, listening to, uh, to this, uh, give it a share, give it a like, uh, just tell people word of mouth uh, about our, our show. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, uh, even just respond in the, in the comments. We love to hear feedback. We love to hear, you know, uh, you know, some stuff from you guys. So, uh, can't wait to hear more. Um, so and much. if you if you take the challenge, share with us what you've done. Yeah, like, yeah I, I think it. yeah. it'd be really cool to it. see <laughs> what people a weren't able to find themselves and b thought they could do better. I would yeah. love to see that. All right, Aurora, as always, thank you very much for doing this. Daniel, you're the man. Thank you so much, dude. Thank you guys. Thank appreciate you. you. And to everybody who took the time to watch us this week, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. And as Aurora said, click like, subscribe to our channel. And tell the world, because we've been doing this for over a year now, and we love doing it. So there's got to be something that somebody likes out there. So let's 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 hear from you. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good week, and we'll see you all next time. Ooh.